Hey, my name is Dr. Bill Dorfman. I am a celebrity cosmetic dentist and the founder of the nonprofit Leap Foundation. Hey, if you want to learn to design your best life and have courage to live it, you should be listening to the More Than Corporate podcast with my good friend, Amber Furman. Welcome to the More Than Corporate Podcast. I'm Amber Furman, recovering perfectionist and serial accomplisher. If you're anything like I used to be, you've been living your life thinking that if you accomplish enough stuff, you'll finally find the success you've always wanted. But what if it's not about accomplishing more stuff? What if it's about accomplishing the right stuff? I believe you don't find success. You create it by intentionally designing the life you want and having the courage to get out of your comfort zone to live your design. I went from doing what I was supposed to do to doing what I love to do, and now I get to help others do the same. Keep listening as I chat with inspiring people who make it their mission to live their best life every day and learn how you too can live the life you've always wanted. Welcome back to another episode of the More Than Corporate Podcast. I'm super excited to have Dr. Bill with me today. How are you doing today? I am excellent. How are you doing, Amber? I am doing well. I'm so thankful that you were able to jump on the phone with me. I know that, or I guess on Zoom with me, um, I know that you are super busy. So thank you for making the time for this to happen. You know, I invented Zoom. Did you really? I like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's go ahead and jump into your history here for just a minute, because you have some really cool stuff going on. Um, celebrity dentist, like when you're growing up, does one say, I want to be a celebrity dentist? Like, how does that actually become a career for you? Well, I think the career is dentistry. Okay. The specialty is cosmetic dentistry. And when you're situated in Century City, which is essentially Beverly Hills and Hollywood and all that, um, it's not a far stretch to become um, involved with celebrities. Now, to become actually a celebrity dentist was a culmination of a lot of amazing things all kind of lining up and happening. Uh, I know we're going to talk a little bit about my LEAP Foundation, which is a nonprofit motivational leadership program I do for high school and college kids a little bit later. But the two things I really try to instill in these students who come in their age 15 to 25, and I feel like I mean, there's a lot of things I want them to walk away with, but if I can only get them to embrace these two, I feel like I did my job. And I, I, I feel that this is probably a lot of the reason how I became so successful in my career. Number one, don't wait for opportunities, make them. If I meet another millennial who tells me they're waiting for the universe, I just want to scream and say, we have a pandemic going on. And to be honest with you, the universe really doesn't care about you. So get out and make stuff happen. I mean, one of the big differentiating factors between successful and unsuccessful people, successful people get stuff done. They don't yeah. just think about, they get stuff done. And number two, when you do get an opportunity, Amber, don't take it. 
Ooh, interesting. Master it. Ooh. Right? So here's the thing. One of the biggest breaks in my professional career was when ABC put me on Extreme Makeover. It was the birth of reality TV. And we didn't know where this was going to land. You know, I mean, there was no protocol. There were no rules. I mean, it, you know, it, it, it was really the frontier. And, um, you know, when, when I got, you know, put on the show, dentistry, no problem. I mean, I'd already been doing that for, you know, 20 years. TV? <laughs> I stunk. I mean, <laughs> like I was not born for TV. I would say I was actually born to be a dentist, which is a weird thing. But I mean, dentistry just really came to me. And, and, and it's the thing that I really feel so passionate about and so comfortable doing, but not TV. And when I watched the first two or three episodes of Extreme Makeover, I was so horrified at how bad I was. I was expecting a phone call from ABC saying you're fired, but at least I was smart enough to know I was bad. And I did something about it. I took acting classes, hosting classes, teleprompting classes. I hired the woman who worked with the kids on American Idol and taught them how to interview, where we sat in a room and we did mock interviews with real interviewers. And she beat me up and, you know, sit up straight, look this way, da, 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 you know, and, and I literally learned how to do what we're doing right now, because this is not a natural thing for anybody. And, you know, the payoff was unbelievable. You know, when we started Discus Dental, I told you at the beginning of this, I invented Zoom. Yeah. Zoom tooth whitening, <laughs> not video conferencing. Of course. Right? So when we started Discus Dental, you know, it, there were so many skills that I didn't have that I needed. For instance, we sat in our first board meeting and they're going over the financials of the company. And I felt like a complete idiot. I didn't understand what EBITDA meant. I, like, they don't <laughs> teach you that in dental school. They teach you endos and perio. And, you know, I mean, I didn't know what this was. So instead of sitting there and not being able to contribute, I was proactive. I went back to school. You know, I, I went and I took courses at UCLA in the evening on accounting and business and all the things I didn't understand because my goal has always been to be the best version of me that I could be. And it's okay to realize that you're not good at something, but then do something about it. Yeah. Is there so much that you said that's amazing that I want to dig into? And I don't even know where to start. It's so fantastic. Let's start with the universe doesn't care about you. I love this so much. And here's why. I grew up in Idaho. I actually have not seen the ocean until 2019. That's the first time I ever saw the ocean. And I remember going kayaking on the ocean and I've always been this person that's like, oh, the, the world, like the universe, you know, that person, right? The universe cares about you. And we were ocean kayaking and I came back going, if you want to know how little you really are, like go sit on a kayak on the ocean and just like look around for a minute and you will realize just how much is out there that 
makes you, and, and people look at me when I say that and they're like, Amber, that's an awful thing to tell people. And I'm like, no, it's what people need to hear. Like go make what you want to happen, happen because you're really small in the grand scheme of things. You really are. And you know, it's like these kids at leap come up to me and like, Dr. Bill, Dr. Bill, what's the secret of success? It's not a secret. Work your butt off. That's the secret. Like, hello. You know, it's like they want to take a pill. They want to become insta-famous, you know? No, you know, every successful person I know works really, really hard. You may not see it, but I don't know anybody who's incredibly successful that doesn't work hard. And I'll tell you something else. You can right now, today, you can say for the rest of my life, I will never fail because I never fail. I will never fail. Well, what do you mean you'll never fail? Here's the thing. If you do something and it doesn't come out the way you want it to, it's not failure. It's practice. Change your perspective. That's practice. And then you do it again and again and again. And guess what? If it doesn't come out the way you want, get a mentor, go online, read something, You know, the definition of insanity is when you continue to do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. It ain't going to happen, right? Figure out what you're doing wrong, you know? And and, and so much of success is is mindset. You know, we've all heard the saying, practice makes what? Well, the saying is practice makes perfect, but that's not real. But the actuality is practice makes perfect permanent. Yep. Not perfect. So you keep practicing the wrong way and you're going to get really good at doing something the wrong way. And the reason I won't fail is because you really only fail when you quit. So if you're committed to something and you don't quit, all these unsuccessful attempts are not failure. It's a lot of practice. And sometimes you got to practice a lot before you get what you want. But eventually, if you stick in there and you change things and you get guidance and you find the right path, you will succeed. Yeah, I love that you brought that up because there's this this section of the entrepreneur community that celebrates failure. And while I understand the concept behind it is exactly what we're talking about right now. You don't fail until you give up. There's a piece of that that's missing. And this is something that people really need to hear. And that's the analysis that you just talked about, the adjustment, the going back, the learning how you did it differently, the reflection afterwards. Otherwise, you just keep failing over and over and over and over again. And I was listening to somebody talk recently that said, tell me how you failed today. And I was like, I don't want to tell you how I failed today. I want to tell you what I learned from my failure. Like stop people to tell you how they failed and ask them what they learned from it. Exactly. Exactly. I I wouldn't even answer that. I would say I didn't fail. Yeah. You know, I'm practicing and I'm getting there, but you know, I did not fail. And you know, really everything is about your perception. Your perception is your reality. And you know what? You need to stop beating yourself up. Most people say meaner things to themselves than they would ever allow anybody to say to them. Yes. Stop it. 
Be nice to yourself. Say nice things to yourself. Oh my gosh, you have me all fired up. I could have this conversation all day. I love the stuff that you're saying right now. Um, there's a couple of things that you really that you said that I really want to hit on because I think that especially in the um, highly educated post um, post bachelor community, you go to school, you go to school, you go to school, and then you think there's going to become a time where you stop going to school and you just live your career, right? Whatever that ends up being. And you talked about practicing dentistry and then getting into this new area with TV or business and realizing that you had skills that you didn't you, you needed skills that you didn't have and going back and learning those. And I feel like so many people think, okay, if I just spend these 10 years in school, then I'm done learning and I can go live my career and I'll be good. And the idea that you're always learning and you're always getting skills is something I think gets missed in today's education structure. I think it's, it's, it's incredibly important to become successful and continue to be successful. Let's take social media, for instance. No, let's take porcelain veneers, okay? 90% of my revenue generated as a dentist today is from doing cosmetic dentistry, pure cosmetic dentistry. This is not like I need a root canal. This is like, hey doc, I hate my teeth. Can you make me look good, right? None of these procedures were around when I graduated dental school. I've been practicing 40 years. They didn't have porcelain veneers. They didn't have implants. They didn't. So how would I be doing what I'm doing if I didn't continue to learn and learn and learn? And it's not just didactics, it's social media. You know, I would say the lion's share of my new patients now come from social media. I'm the only dentist in the world with a million followers on Instagram. That didn't happen by accident. When I saw the impact that social media made on my profession, I freaking hired a team of people. In fact, I'm getting messages as we're talking from my Instagram <laughs> team saying, what do you want to post today? I hired a team of people because I wasn't just gonna do social media. You know, yeah. my whole thing is when you go, go big. You know, I hired experts to help me. I have one fellow who just curates my content. If you look at all the videos I have with all the befores and afters and music, I, I can't do that. I do yeah. teeth, you know, he does that. Antonio does that. Then Dan takes that content, posts it at the right time, puts the right hashtags on it and pushes it onto the Explorer page where I get, you know, thousands of new followers because they're seeing content they wouldn't see before. I don't even know how they do what they do. I just know they're good at it, you know? Yeah. So, you know, that, that's, that was not around, you know, even five years ago, I wasn't on Instagram. So you have to continue to grow and learn, you know? And I mean, just to make the most of every opportunity you have. When, when we started Discus Dental, eventually we became the largest tooth whitening company in the world when we sold, right? We started that company our first year in business. We did $2 million in sales. I, that blew my mind. I never thought I would create something the next year, four, eight, 16, 30, I mean, on it. 
And then we, we hit this plateau at, at about 64 million. There were Crest White Strips and all these other products that came to the market that we were competing with. And we just couldn't get over that hump. And then Extreme Makeover happened. I went on that show and I went on there with gusto. I'll tell you something that very few people know. Every single person on that show got paid but me. Oh, wow. The plastic surgeons, the hairstylists, the weight trainers, the nutritionists, it, it, every single person but me. Why? I tell kids at LEAP, there will be life-defining moments. Sometimes you plan them, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you just look back years later and say, wow, that was a life-defining moment. We shot a pilot. ABC gave me three patients. They said, Doc, you invented Zoom, do Zoom. And I did. Whiten their teeth, reshaped them a little bit. They had some plastic surgery, blah, blah, blah. Pilot airs, blows out of the park. Like ABC was so thrilled. It was one of the, the highest rated pilots they ever had. In fact, it gave birth to Extreme Makeover Home Edition and, mm -hmm. and, 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 and. So we get picked up for 22 episodes. First patient, first episode of the season, she needs 20 veneers. Now at the time I was charging 1,502. So that's a $30,000 case. Mm -hmm. So I send the invoice to ABC and they freaked out. And I get this frantic phone call like, Dr. Bill, what? Like we had no idea that dentistry was this expensive. We did not budget for this at all. I said, well, what do you want me to do? They said, well, can you do three veneers? I'm like, three? <laughs> like what, every other two? No, <laughs> I can't do three veneers. And, and, and they said, well, what, what are we gonna do? I said, I'll make you a deal. I'll do all the dentistry for free under the following conditions. Number one, I'm the only dentist. I don't want them to find some other guy in there that'd be a hack and then people would like confuse us. I figure if yeah. I'm doing it all, I own it, right? Number two, you need to highlight Zoom in every episode. I owned the company. Yeah. Like I figured this was good pay. Like I didn't realize how good at the time, but I figured it, it could be good, right? Number three, I didn't want to get stuck with a $15,000, $20,000 lab bill. So you need to mention Da Vinci Veneers. And I had an agreement with the lab that they would do the cases for free as long as they were mentioned. They said, fine. Now that would never, ever, ever happen today on reality TV. And it's but interesting because you took an opportunity where most people would have been like, well, here it is. Like, these are your choices. I don't know what to tell you. And you said, let's find another solution that works for you. And very well may have worked out better for you in the long run than if you just got paid for a job and went. Where We well, have so many people that exchange time for money and don't think outside the box. Let me tell you how well it worked out, Amber. The first year we went from 64 million to 101 million in sales. I mean, a little jump, just a little the bit. The next year we went to 136. And the last year we were on the show, we did almost $200 million in sales. We virtually grew Discus Dental from zero with no investors at all to over $1.3 billion in sales 
before we sold it in a strategic sale to Philips, who now owns Zoom. But it was a beautiful, beautiful story. Yeah, it is. And, and there's so many lessons in there on how to, you know, your problem solving, your creativity, your willingness to think outside the box. And there are all of these skills that we've talked about that come into entrepreneurism and being successful in life. And so I have this question for you. If there are two or three skills that you think every entrepreneur or business owner needs to have or learn how to do that are the foundation of being a successful entrepreneur. What do you think those are? You want to hear my mantra? Yeah. Learn so you can earn and then return. I love it. If you master those three things, I honestly feel you will not only be successful, but fulfilled in every way. Take so the good. time to learn what you need to learn to be the best that you can be. Then take those skills and maximize every opportunity that you're exposed to so you can earn. And when you're comfortable, give back. Yeah. And that's full circle. I mean, <laughs> that's what life is all about, baby. Yeah, it is. It's amazing. So that gives some insight into your thought process, who, what type of a person you are, which leads to the Leap Foundation. What was the driving force that led to the creation of the Leap Foundation? It, it's a fun story. Um, there was a man named Walter Haley in Hunt, Texas. Walter Haley was an insurance salesman and his nickname was Itsy Bitsy. He was a little powerful dude, right? And most of Walter's clients were dentists. And he soon realized that they had no idea how to run a business. They went to dental school and they could drill teeth, but they did not know how to run a business. So he started a little company with his partner, Steve Anderson, called Dental Boot Camp. And Dental Boot Camp taught dentists how to practice dentistry and make money, which was kind of a, a, a bad thing to say back then. But it became incredibly successful and a, a little freakishly cultish. <laughs> and people who attended this said, you know, these skills are so valuable. I wish we could teach them to my kids, not to become dentists, just for business knowledge. And so they started a program and they invited mentors to come and speak to kids about the secrets of their success. Well, I had had such an amazing career as a dentist. I mean, literally my career has exceeded every expectation I ever had. They asked me to come as a mentor and speak. And I did this for several years. And then unfortunately, Walter passed away. He was in his mid eighties. And I thought, you know, I love doing this. I love teaching these kids skills to be successful. I mean, you know, at the time we were working with Walter's company, we did something called Smiles for Life campaign with, with Garth Brooks and all these dentists in the Crown Council, uh, Dental Boot Camp became Crown Council. And we raised, like $44 million for children's charities. And so we were working with these guys and, you know, I thought this can't die. 
with Walter. And so I revamped it with Steve Anderson, who was Walter's business partner, Steve's my age. And uh, we made it a nonprofit and we started LEAP 14 years ago. And we have had such an amazing impact. And, you know, every single one of my celebrity clientele that I've asked to come and speak at LEAP has embraced it and done it. Mark Wahlberg, Anthony Hopkins, Michael Strahan, Paula Abdul, Kathy Bates, Jason Alexander, uh, Eva Longoria, um, um, uh, Usher, um, Seth Green, um, Kevin Nealon. I mean, I could go on and on and on and on and on. And they come and they share the secrets of their success with these students. And it is just a phenomenal week-long experience. They live at UCLA. Unfortunately, last year we had to pivot and make it virtual. Uh, this year, I'm hoping we can not only do a virtual program, but have maybe 50 to 100 kids come live um, with vaccines and all that. But it, it's really an amazing program because we teach kids skills that they need to be successful. The next program will be July 18th to the 24th. If any of your listeners have kids that are 15 to 25, they can go to www.leapfoundation.com and get more information on the program. And I'm going to say this emphatically. If you're a parent and you have a kid 15 to 25 and you don't send them to LEAP, you're a bad parent. Um, so, I like it. I like it. So with the Leap Foundation, what I love about what you said so much is what I see so often is people looking at somebody that they see as a celebrity that they've put on this pedestal of, oh, it happened for them because, or this could never happen to me, or I could never have this kind of success. Or they take their starting position and they compare it to somebody else's current position. And they're like, well, I can't do this. So I must not be meant for whatever that career is. And when you take somebody and you create an environment for them to share their story and share their success, you give, you take away that, that mystique of it's not meant for me. Well, yeah, that's another thing I talk about at LEAP is we compare our darkest, deepest insides to everybody else's bright, sunny outside, you know? And, you know, these speakers who have come and spoken were so dynamic and so powerful that I started my own podcast. It's called Meet the Mentor. And this has exploded. I mean, we're number one in Yemen, number two in Iceland, number three in Finland. And the category I'm in for my podcast is, is family. There are 47,000 podcasts in that category. I rank in the top 90. Oh my gosh, and that's amazing. Congratulations. Well, it's amazing because of, you know, I, I have Mark Wahlberg. I mean, you know, it's not me. It, it, you know, it's, it's these guys. But, you know, Mark talked about his life as a gangster, as a hoodlum. He went to jail. I mean, this you know, talk about full circle, but, you know, Anthony Hopkins battled alcohol. You know, he almost lost his entire career and is a very strong advocate for AA. You know, Paula Abdul was, you know, we don't know this, but Paula was in a really 
really severe plane crash and almost died. You know, people, it was a small, you know, private plane. Half the people on the plane died. And that's what caused her back problems. And, you know, and a lot of the things that she's had to struggle with as a result of that. So, you know, there are some really challenging things that people go through. Kathy Bates and her lymphedema. I mean, you know, Michael Str I mean, all of them had struggles. And I think you're right. You know, we put these people on pedestals and we think that they had these golden lives and nothing bad happens. It's, it, we all have stuff. And, and we seem to, I think it's human nature to sit back and look at all the reasons something could go wrong, right? Instead of looking at all the ways that it could go right. And it takes a, an entire- I've never done way. that. I've never, <laughs> ever- ever done that. Interesting. I, I, it's, I, that's not even part of my DNA. I love it. I love it. Cause I meet so many people and, and I tell them it's an intentional choice to push that out of your head. Um, and so it's amazing that, that, you know, that's not part of, of your DNA. I think that's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, when you say we all do that, I'm like, no, I don't. No, I don't. I love it. I love it. I've Thank you for that. Done that. Look, I, I'm certainly not normal. I know that. <laughs> No, really, listen, I was five years old. I go to, to yeah, kindergarten. I come home and my mom and dad say, so Billy, how was school today? I'm like, school is okay, but the kids in my class are so immature. <laughs> Who says that at five? Right. I mean, in, in kindergarten, I, I, I was voted most likely to succeed. In grammar school, most likely to succeed in high school, junior high school, college, dental school. Like, I don't know. People always just say, oh, he'll succeed. I think it's because I'm not the smartest guy in the room, but nobody tries harder than me. Seriously. Yeah. I will win in that every time, you know, and there were kids in, in, in high school and college that just aced everything. And I was always so jealous because it seemed like they just naturally would do that. I could do it, but I literally had to sacrifice everything because it just didn't come to me. I worked yeah. for it. Yeah. It's, that's a really interesting, yeah, there's something that's popping in my head and that's the idea that this embracing the moment, this knowing that you're going to be successful, being happy with the things that you have, grateful for the things that you have and wanting more. And I think there's so many people, and I'm one of them, that kind of set their sights out to this point where they thought that if they just achieved this certain level of success, that whatever they felt like was missing would, would automatically be repaired or automatically be fulfilled. And I see this in a lot of the post-bachelor education professions. The idea of being grateful for what you have and knowing that you're going to succeed and being able to define what that looks like allows you to really shape what your career and your life is going to look like so you don't end up chasing those things. I, I, I'll tell you something that I think has made my career incredibly successful and exceptional is it wasn't like I had this clear vision, like, oh, I'm gonna become, well, look, it says here, right here. <laughs> this just yes, came out. Yes, I'm so the glad you pulled that out. The most famous dentist in the world. 
Like that wasn't my goal. Like I didn't have this clear, oh, I'm gonna be the most famous dancer. No, I always kept the door open. I took in as much as I could and I always kept the door open and I looked for the possibilities that would help me grow the most. So my, I'll never forget, I, would, I, I think, I, I, so I graduated dental school and this is a fun story. I went and I did a two-year residency in Switzerland, okay? There were 400 applicants for one position. Why would they pick Dr. Bill Dorfman who had zero experience and couldn't speak a word of French? You wanna know why they picked me? I do. Because I had 20 glowing letters of recommendation. Every single professor in my university who knew me wrote me a brilliant letter of recommendation. You know how I know they were brilliant? How? I wrote them, <laughs> all 20. That's I would amazing. ask a professor to write the letter. They would be like, oh God, another letter. I'm like, oh, wait, 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 I'll write it. Just personalize it. Okay. So I sent 20 letters, right? That got me nowhere. So then I started calling the guy. Now in 1983, you weren't even born. It wasn't easy to make a phone call to Switzerland at all. It was a, a, a big ordeal. And I was poor, like I was a student, right? But I did it. I started calling the director every week. That got me nowhere. And then one day I had a life-defining moment, not planned at all. But I said to him, I said, can I take you to lunch? Now, where that even came from still baffles me, but it came out of my mouth. And he said, well, yeah, but <laughs> you're in San Francisco and I'm in Switzerland. I'm like, that's fine. I'll fly there, which was even funnier because I was broke. <laughs> but you know what? When he said yes, I found a way. I borrowed money. I flew out there. And guess how many people flew out there and actually met him in person? One. Guess who he hired? Of course. And I'll tell you something, that was a magical experience. I mean, I got to live in Europe. I, I, I learned how to speak French. Avant, je ne peux pas français, now je ne peux pas I'm completely fluent in French. I learned how to ski. I grew up poor. I didn't, I didn't know how to ski. I, I mean, it, I even have a godson there. My, my best friend in Switzerland asked me to be the godfather of his son. I mean, it was an amazing experience in my life you know, and it's because I went for it. I yeah. did more than anybody else did to get that job, you know? Yeah, there's, there's so many lessons. There's so many lessons. I love this that's conversation. What I, that's why I love doing LEAP. I yeah. just, I keep spitting all this stuff out for these kids. I know, right? It. Like I'm, I, I love it. I love it. And you know what my next goal is? Yes, I do want to know. Masterclass. Oh, yeah, you'd be so be good at it. Like the you're dentist on Masterclass. In fact, yes. we're going to give a copy of this to Masterclass because we've been talking to them and I don't know, maybe this will be the thing that pushes them over the edge. Look at that. I love it. I love it. You know, again, I just keep going back to this 
this box that people keep trying to put themselves in for so long. They're like, okay, let me, this is what my ideal profession looks like. So I'm going to put myself in this box. And then they realize that in order to actually accomplish what they want, they have to pull themselves back out of that box, re-identify who they are as people, be willing to be rejected, which everybody, not everybody, most people are so afraid to say no, or to be, to hear no, that they would never do what you said. And, exactly. and they just wait, you know? And so this, these um, lessons have been just smacking me in the face recently that like- Amber, I have the best box story. Yes, I want to know this? box stories. I love box stories. There's my box story. So when you're on TV and you do a show like Ellen or Rosie or The Tonight Show, right? this is what happens. They take you and they put you in a little room with a producer. And that producer will interview you for an hour to an hour and a half and ask you all kinds of random. It, it's a shotgun, like they're hunting for stuff, right? And then, you know, there'll be three or four things that they really think their audience will identify with. You don't know, but you know, then you go out on stage and you do your segment. It's called live to tape. None of those shows are actually live, except when you do Larry King live, which is actually live. And that's, all, I'll talk about that. But you go out and you do your segment. So they tape it. So it looks like it's live at home, but it's not. Now, one of the only ones on TV that doesn't do that is Oprah. Oprah has such an excellent research and development team that they do all of this research and tell Oprah what to ask you, right? So when you go out on Oprah, you have no freaking idea where it's gonna go. And sometimes they really shock you, right? So Oprah leads with, Dr. Bill, <laughs> you have had a career unlike any other dentist, literally in the history of the world. Which I was, I'm thinking, I'm like, yeah, she's right, actually. Now, this was in 2005. And then she said something, and this was not part of our everyday, you know, uh, saying. It, it, it was completely new. She says, what is it that inspires you to think so far outside the box? Now, I had never even heard that box phrase. It wasn't being used yet, right? And I looked her in the eye and I said two words, what box? Yes. And we just cracked up. And that pretty much defines not just my career, my whole life. <laughs> yeah, that's so amazing. And I really... This has been so valuable for people listening. And I can only imagine the value that you and the people that you are able to collaborate with are able to create for individuals that need to hear this in the Leap Foundation. The fact that you are able to have these conversations with people that are 15 to 25 that are getting ready to go out and decide what their life is going to look like is unbelievable to me. And I love your mission. Oh, thank you. You know, one of the things that Leap that we teach. I mean, we teach a lot of things. We teach networking. We teach speaking, uh, public speaking. We teach uh, communication skills. We teach um, them how to write uh, a resume, how to 
interview for jobs. We teach them networking. I mean, so many things. But one of the things that we teach that's really unique is appreciation. And the students are all given a little pad like this. And I don't know if you can read it, but at the top it says, I appreciate. And I'll put the person's name. And then they write, because, why? You know. So the last year that we did LEAP, where I had 400 students at the end of the program, I got 400 I appreciate notes. Oh, wow. And 99% of them, Amber said, Dr. Bill, I appreciate LEAP because you guys changed my life. Did I'm getting And I know we did. I'm getting goosebumps. Now, Amber, I said 99%. 1% will say, hey, Dr. Bill, LEAP saved my life. And I know we did. These kids yeah. come in. They've got no support at home. I mean, here's the thing, Amber. In the old days, all of these kids were sons and daughters of dentists. Like they knew us through the dental boot camp thing, right? Mm -hmm. Today, they're not. 40% of the kids come from fairly affluent families. Their parents learn about us from other kids that went or online or whatever from our marketing. 60% come on scholarship. These are kids that come from impoverished families. They're A and B students. They're good students, but they would never be able to afford to pay $2,500 to come to a program for a week, you know? And these kids come to this program and they've got no support. They've got no family support. They... And the first thing we do when they get there is we put them in a group with 10 other kids their age, and they stay with that group the whole week. And at the end of the week, we're not done with you. Like you're ours for life. We check in with you on a monthly basis. We have coaches. Every kid gets assigned a coach. These are students who have gone through the program and have done well and come back and help. And, you know, it's like it's a huge family. And it, it really changes these kids' lives. It, it's, it's phenomenal when you see what they go out and accomplish. Oh my gosh. Like I see so much in the criminal justice system. And I think of how many of my clients that I get would not have been my clients with a program like yours. And it, it's, it's amazing. So I commend you for the work you're doing. It's, it's amazing. Thank you. It's fine. Um, so if anybody wants to get involved in the Leap Foundation as a sponsor, as a um, attendee, um, what is the best place for them to go to? So first of all, if you want to find out about Leap, just go to our website. As an adult, you can participate in several different ways. You can sponsor kids, you know, and you, you know, a lot of people like to sponsor kids of their employees. Or they, a lot of them just give us a check and say, look, you know, I'll sponsor three or four or five kids, you know, and, you know, we work with the Steve Harvey Foundation. We work with, you know, Boy Scouts. We work with YMCA, YWCA. I mean, we find great kids and put them in the program. So trust me, we will find kids. Um, number two, you can come as a mentor, you know, and, you know, it was always a live program. Now it's virtual. But if any of your listeners want to be a mentor, LEAP culminates in fri on Friday with a mentor workshop where I have at least 100 professionals who meet in small groups with kids and just 
talk about their career. Um, so, you know, that's another way to support us. Or third, it. just send your own kids. Yes. And, and honestly, I mean, we've talked about a few different groups of, of people that would benefit. The reality is the, what you're teaching their, their leadership skills, their entrepreneurial skills, their lifestyle skills. Like I can't think of a child on the planet that wouldn't benefit from those. Well, I'll be honest with you. There are kids that don't benefit. You know, we interview every kid and I, I had a mother, you know, a few years ago call and said, look, little Johnny needs to go to Lee. I said, okay, well, tell me about little Johnny. Well, little Johnny is six foot four. It's not so little. He's 18 years old. He dropped out of high school. And the only thing he does is sits on the couch, watches TV and smokes marijuana all day. And I said, you know what? Mm -hmm. Little Johnny needs a program, not Leap. Leap yeah. will not help little Johnny. I can't fix in one week what went south for 18 years. So I would, I, I, I would not have little Johnny come to my program. It'll be a waste of your money and it'll be frustrating. It's not, that's not a good fit, you know? Now, where our sweet spot is, are kids that are good students and want to be better, you know? I mean, you know, they say, you know, you bring a horse to water, how do you make them drink? You know, little Johnny's not going to drink. He's right. going to come to leap. He's going to be rebellious. He's going to want to sit in his room and smoke pot all day. And that's, it's a waste of our money. Yeah. So, you know, unfortunately we are not for everybody, but for the kids who do come, we can change their life. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I have the ability to introduce these kids to some amazing mentors. You know, I mean, all of the mentors that come to the program are people that come they love it and they come back year after year after year. So these are people I know. People often say, well, doc, why don't you do it in New York or Dallas? What? I don't know people there. You know, I, I don't feel comfortable having a 15 year old, you know, student sit in front of somebody that I don't really know. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and, and I really feel like that's the magic of the program. That being said, we get 80 kids from West Australia every year. You know, I became great friends with the mayor of Perth and she sends 80 students every year, you know, so amazing. you want to come to leap, come to LA. That's amazing. You know, there's so much that you've accomplished and so many things that we could touch on. Um, but I want to be respectful of your time. So I'll end with this question. I ask every single one of my guests this question. My audience knows that I believe that success is intentional. It doesn't happen by accident. You choose what it is and you choose how you're going to achieve it. So I ask every guest, what does success mean to you? And how do you stay true to that in your life? I think you know you're successful when you're on Amber's podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, I appreciate that. And now the real answer. <laughs> You know, it's funny because success has so many different meanings depending on what part of your life you put it in, you Thank know? You. Yes. I mean, like, look, you can be an incredibly successful businessman or woman and be a really crappy mom or dad. So are you successful? 
I love it. You know, uh, you're speaking my language. I love it. So, you know, I think a big part of real success also encompasses balance. Yeah. You know, I mean, what do I do it all for? You know, I've got three beautiful daughters and, you know, I, I feel that probably my biggest mission on earth is them, you know, is to provide for them and, and, and really give them the best leadership and support and love that I can, you know, and, and I'll tell you something as a parent, it doesn't matter so much what you say to your kids. What matters is what you show your kids. Like you can't stand in front of your kids smoking cigarettes and say, don't ever smoke like dad. It's Thank bad you. for you. Like, really? That's the message. And you mean, you, know? you can't just say, do what I do or do what I say, not what I do. Like that phrase doesn't work. Yeah. Listen, I grew up really poor. I grew up in Granada Hills, right? My kids grew up in Beverly Hills. The only common factor there was the <laughs> word hills. Right? <laughs> I didn't want to raise spoiled, rotten brats. So I started bringing my kids on humanitarian trips when they were five years old. We went and literally worked in mud and mosquitoes in the jungles, treating kids that had never seen a dentist before. And I wanted my kids to learn really what the world was like, not what their world was like. So, you know, when you ask me what success, I mean, I think it, it really balances on, 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 you know, having balance in your life and being a successful, you know, man, a successful father, a successful husband, a successful partner, a successful business person, like all of those things. Because if, if you're successful as, as a dentist, but you don't spend a minute with your kids and you raise horribly, you know, dissatisfied, miserable kids, how can you call yourself successful? You can't. Oh, so amazing. I love that answer so much. Um, we will have all of the information on how to um, get a hold of the Leap Foundation, including your social media, all of that in the show notes. If anybody wants to continue this conversation or learn more about you, what is the best place for them to access your social media? Program? Yeah, I'll tell you something. I don't do Facebook and Twitter but I answer every single DM um, on Instagram. So I'm probably the only person with over a million followers who actually does that, but I do. And uh, that's really the best way to reach me. Just DM me on Instagram. And um, I promise I'll respond. I love it. Thank you so much for your time with us today. I really appreciate it. It has been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Amber, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the More Than Corporate Podcast. If anything that was said during this episode resonated with you or provided value in any way, it would mean the world to me if you would head over to iTunes and leave a rating and review for the More Than Corporate Podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to do that. I'm really looking forward to connecting with you. If you'd also like to connect, I've created a Facebook group that is full of amazing people who also make it their mission to live their best life every single day. If 
that sounds like something that you're interested in, the name of that Facebook group is Success Center. Head over there, request to join, and I look forward to connecting with you soon.